I'm Kim Case. Welcome back to the Brave Embrace podcast. and thanks for joining us on the Brave Embrace podcast. We are so happy to be joined by someone extra special today. He has an organization called Taking It to the Streets where he brings hope, help, and healing to those in need. He has become a great friend, a trusted advisor, and someone that I call when things are tough. So that's why I reached out to him today. Scott brings a wealth of information and support, but what I love about him is his heart for really supporting and encouraging people to find hope. So Scott, I'd love to welcome you today. I want to say thank you for bringing the light uh, to this podcast. Welcome. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here today. Man, you do so much for your community, Scott. You've got an outreach program. You do disaster relief for mass casualty events. You're available for emergency response across the region where you serve our law enforcement partners during, you know, crisis. You support and work with homeless, helping with basic needs, and you love to see people rise to freedom. Tell me about your your story and what got you into this important work. So, you know, through tragedy of our life, you can either uh, allow those events to either crush you or you can conquer them. And um, 20 some years ago, I found myself divorced, a single dad with three kids. My youngest was 18 months old. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, I traveled all over the world, building orphanages, medical clinics, uh, churches, homes for pastors and missionaries and all sorts of construction projects. Uh, we had a very successful construction company. And my whole business philosophy was I'm in business to give my business away that not only will provide for my family, but it'll provide for those that God has laid on my heart and those projects that God has burdened me to do to go into uh, third world countries or wherever across the world to go make a difference in those communities. I got divorced and kind of found myself with three kids. I, uh, you know, had a couple companies going at the time. Um, my major one was a construction company, but, um, I decided to forego all those businesses, uh, closed them down, and became a full-time father. And in doing that, I decided that uh, God was speaking my heart my life and uh, really kind of focusing my heart to home. I had spent so much time even traveling with my kid's mom around the world that, um, you know, I, I, my heart came back to home, to my Jerusalem, to where I was raised in. Um, I wanted to make an investment with my kids there. And so we launched out serving the homeless five nights a week. We first would uh, cook and prepare restaurant quality meals and go serve the homeless community. And from there, the vision that I've had has just continued to grow. We have about seven facets for the organization now and, um, you know, different divisions of our organization, how we serve and impact communities. Uh, not only here locally, but uh, across the country. Wow, Scott, what a story of taking your your hurt and your loss and channeling, channeling that into something that became so impactful, not only for your own family, but then for so many people across the world, really. 
I mean, that's the mindset shift that I think I'd love to learn about because for so many of us, we get stuck in that feeling of hurt and loss. And you took that place. Um, it sounds like by using your faith and your personal strength of resilience, and you stepped into turning that around for good. I'd love to hear just what drove you to to really make that choice. You said it was for your kids and for your community. Tell me a little bit more. Project events in our life have a great impact. And I wanted to turn that tragedy in my life to a triumph. And I wanted to use my life to glorify God and to instill the value, the characteristics, the qualities that my parents had raised me in to love others. And so I wanted to raise my kids in an environment where we were just giving to others, serving others. And um, so basically through my faith and um, just allowing God to use me to make myself available, it's allowed us to, you know, bring hope to so many hurting people. And I'm just thankful that uh, I answered that call to serve. So what I what I hear you saying, am I correct? Like it was a real decision that you made, uh, maybe one in prayer, one facing that loss and the new reality of yourself as a as a dad, you know, single dad caring for these kids and wanting to have them have a heart of service. So it was really a decision that you made. That is that's so much inner strength. How do you encourage people that you work with to tap into their own inner strength, Scott? Well, especially through the holiday season, you know, the people need are looking for hope. They're looking for love. They're looking for encouragement. And even prior to our recording of this, I've had two people call me today that were hurting with family members in the hospital and that they've lost hope, they've lost encouragement. And how can we let they speak into their lives? And really it comes down to having a personal faith in Jesus Christ and allowing God to, to use you in a way that to take your talents and your abilities and to impact the lives of other people. And, you know, impact in someone's life doesn't mean you have to serve the homeless or whatever. It could just be opening a door for someone and saying hi, mm-hmm. because there are people that are broken and hurting all around us, and they are looking for someone to acknowledge them in their time of hurt and pain. Mm-hmm. And just just a simple gesture, a smile. Um, taking someone, a widow, a shut-in, you know, food, groceries, um, just helping someone load something in their car like I did today. Um, you know, a guy trying to load a big thing in his car, and he's, uh, he didn't know what he's doing. I just walked up and said, hey, let me help you, uh-huh. and help him load this into this big gym set into his truck. And, you know, just simple things that we can do each and every day. But first and foremost, we have to keep our ears open to hear mm-hmm. and our eyes to see the hurts and the cries of people all around us. Mm-hmm. And when you decide to open your ears to hear and your eyes to see, you'll find people every day walking by you or you engaging with that are just looking for someone to share some hope, love, and encouragement in their life. Wow. So it's really the philosophy of like almost stepping outside of our own pain and hurt to see that others, so many others are facing that same feeling. And and by not focusing on our own 
hurt, but yet trying to help and support someone else by even the smallest task. I love what you suggested just about opening a door for someone or smiling, especially during the hustle and bustle that we're stepping into with the holiday season and we're out and about with traffic and lines and all. I mean, what small ways to help with a mindset shift in, like you said, just giving back to someone else, taking our eyes off of our own hurt, opening our eyes and ears to the needs of others. What a great tip for a way to make a shift. I love that. You also mentioned about your faith and I honor and respect that so much. And I do have a question, Scott, because a lot of our um, friends in this community have suffered at the hands of maybe a church or someone who claims a, a spirituality. And, and there's a lot of confused feelings around that in this time. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And how does someone kind of separate maybe some hurts of the past that were tied to a religious experience from maybe finding their own personal relationship with Jesus and even just the ability to open their heart that that could be a possibility? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of pain uh, from, from, I guess, would be a wolf in Steve's clothing. Mm -hmm. And there's people that profess things but don't live a life mm -hmm. of those things. The word of God is true. Sin is rampant. And mm -hmm. people fall so much to the lusting of their flesh and their lusting of their eyes and the pride of their life that, you know, they give in to these things that hurt people, mm -hmm. you know, men that have sexual addictions and they will prey on women that don't have strength, that don't have resilience. And they prey on them to find a weak person that they can abuse and take advantage of. But I know God's word is true. And I know that God is faithful and that he's not the one doing these things, but he will restore those things that have been done to them and restore that brokenness and, and bring healing and restoration in their lives if they trust him. I, you know, it, it, it's sad today that there are so many people that profess to be Christians or they profess to be a good churchgoer, and they're just, they're lying and deceiving people. And it hurts, you know, those of us that are really living on our, living out our faith and really trying to help those that are broken and hurting and uh, restoring lives and so if, you know i i'm sorry for those that have been hurt that way but no there are people that are genuine and true that are solid believers that are solid christians church goers however you want to say it that uh, aren't like that and we truly desire to see people restored and to have their hearts healed from those hurts and I just, you know, it's so sad. I mean, it, it is so sad today that people will claim to be something to deceive others, to abuse them. And I know that vengeance is mine, saith God. I will repay. And when I see people that do those things and they try to use God or Christianity or whatever, I feel sorry for those people because the word of God is true. Judgment will fall upon them. They are not escaping. They will pay a price. And for that abuse and for that pain they caused other people, they're going to pay a price. That price is going to be eternally suffering. Mm -hmm. For those that are hurting today, know that there is hope in Christ and Christ alone, and that that's the answer. 
Don't look to man because man will fail you every time. Because we're human. There's we're no human. one perfect. Yeah. And that's that's what I, I, I so agree. And and you know, the human flesh of everyone, you know, leads us to those decisions that that hurt and harm. And you know, what I hear in your story is that you really were able to find strength and resiliency in knowing the truth of, you know, what the Bible says and not focusing so much on the acts of man, what they did or did not do. Right. And that, um, you know, finding that hope and belief, and that's kind of the special thing about the season. So much of it is commercialized as we know, but I even just love those quiet moments with glittering lights and maybe a fire or music going where you can feel connected to just the world and humanity, or, or maybe I'm just choosing to feel connected in that moment. But I think, um, like slowing down for those kind of things or a good conversation with a friend over coffee or, you know, Mexican lunch, like we like to do any of those kind of things, queso and chips and dip, um, things that bring you back to remembering what, you know, where you find your joy. Right. Right. And one of the greatest things that, you know, through our organization, the greatest tool that we have that we, that God has spoken in my life and said, this is a great tool is food. And, you know, you've been on the streets, they serve in the homeless and all. We serve restaurant quality meals. Like I'm got my smoker going right now. We're going to do some uh, barbecue for a big outreach. We're doing for uh, 150 homeless people, maybe 200. Um, I don't don't know how many will end up showing up, but uh, we're, we're going to give them winter gear and uh, help them get through the winter. Um, that's terrific. But, That's you know, hands and feet in action. I love it. I think action is another way to get to hope, don't you? Because what yep. I hear you saying is that just taking your time and effort and resources to go and, and support and show love, like it's hard to focus on our own worries and hurts when we are serving and giving and loving and acting um, and taking action. I love that. And the biggest thing too is consistency. Mm-hmm. If you really want to truly have impact in someone's life, it's it's being consistent. It's being faithful. It's answering the call twenty four seven. As you know, I tell my friends. I said, my phone rings twenty four seven. If you need me, you call me. Don't text me because I've gotten away from not hearing my text at night. Mm-hmm. And but I said, call me because Jesus never quits on us, and I don't want to quit on my friends. Yeah. And and those that know me, because you know. Sometimes in the wee hours of the morning, people are hurting and need to talk. Mm-hmm. I had a widow call me some time ago, and she just sent me a message saying, you have no idea what that meant when you answered my call at 1.38 in the morning and talked to me for over an hour and helped me walk through this hurt and pain that I was going through with the loss of my husband. And then she did a Facebook post saying, you know, that had such an impact in her life. That was a turning point where healing was able to begin in her life, where it was no more about herself, that someone else cared enough to help her walk through the things that she needed to go through at that time. And so, I mean, make yourself available, be consistent. That's remarkable. And, yeah. And, um, you know, when we deal with the homeless people and those people that are broken, People are looking for authenticity. They're looking for people that will be consistent, that will be faithful, mm-hmm. and not to give them a handout. 
I'm not giving any hands out. I'm giving a hand up. If you want to get out of the muck and the mire or whatever situation you're in, whatever has brought you down, whatever bondage has been in your life that has held you back, you know, I'm not going to give you something to keep you there. I'm going to have that hand that's going to punch through whatever the ice, the, the whatever I need to do to reach down and to pick you up and to pull you out. Yeah. And, and, um, there's a lot of people over give handouts Mm -hmm. and I'm not one of them. I'm going to give you a hand up. And that's why, you know, like with our homeless outreach program, we have well over hundreds of people that have left the streets over the last 20 years because of the fact that we stayed consistent. We loved them in their brokenness and we saw, you know, gave them hope, love and encouragement that they needed in those times. And if I have another minute, I can share a story about a coat. That would be amazing because really this is like the, you know, wrapping up what the that the season is about and, and, and offering people hope where people can believe that they can transcend it. And I'd love to hear the story about the coat. Yes. So uh, it was in October, late October. It was a cold, wet, misty night. And we were out feeding the homeless. And I've got this radar that goes off. I can find people behind a trash can or behind a dumpster. Or, I mean, it just, I just have this unique ability to find people when everybody else can't see them. Mm-hmm. And it's just the weird, this radar that goes off in my head when we're out on the, whole, out on the streets. And I was driving down a street and I looked up and about two blocks up, I saw a guy walking and I hit my brakes. I flipped a U-turn and I went up that street and I pulled up onto the sidewalk in front of this guy. He freaks out. And I said, Hey, can we feed you tonight? And he goes, man, I haven't ate for two or three days. Oh my God. And so my team that was with me that day, uh, we fed him with some meals and he had a couple little bags. I want to say like these little plastic Walmart bags or grocery bags. You get to put your groceries in and they were all tore and he had clothes and stuff that had fallen, were falling out of it. And one of my volunteers went back to our vehicle and dumped one of our things and had a canvas bag and all the clothes and stuff in this bag and it had handles on it. And he goes, man, you guys got a coat. And I said, man, we don't have any coats, but I, I tell you what, I said, you know, I'm a whole lot bigger than you are. I said, but let me give you my coat uh, and let me uh, just let you have my coat. Mm-hmm. And so I took my coat off and I, I gave it to him and put it on. Wow. We, uh, we left and we spun back around and he said he was great, didn't want any more food. Never heard another word from him. But about two years later, my neighbor was in a gas station at a soda fountain talking to a guy and they start talking about homelessness. You know, there's a lot of homeless around in that area they were in. And he goes, you know, a couple of years ago, I found myself being homeless. And the guy pulls up in his truck. He jumps out. He fed me. He, and he even gave me his coat. And, and so my neighbor was talking to him and asking him uh, about what the truck and, you know, vehicle and stuff. And he goes, man, that's my neighbor. I know that guy that did that for you. Oh. And he goes, well, you can tell him this. He said, that's all I needed. He goes, I'm now a division manager for this large corporation in the Midwest. I have that coat 
the four to ate my dinner with and that canvas bag hanging up on my family room wall to remind me of where I came from. Wow, Scott, what a testimony to just doing the right thing, doing the next right thing and putting hope into someone's heart. That is an incredible story. And your sacrifice of time and friendship is incredible. You know, and that's what people are looking for. Mm -hmm. That's what people need is just someone in a moment, in an instant to say, hey, you can make it. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. Take the coat off my back and put it on. And, you know, I know the corporation that he works for. I probably could have hunted him down and, you know, did some. And I said, no, I don't need to hunt him down. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't need to do some publicity stunt with that. All I know is that that's one life that has been changed and transformed. Right. It sure And, has. you know, we have hundreds of stories of those that, you know, we've been able to serve. And even like with our first responders that we go out on the scene with and our community outreach programs that we do in high crime, high call volume areas, engaging the law enforcement in, in with the community and, and to restore all that that's been broken. But, you know, even when we do that in the inner city, we found that neighbor didn't know neighbor mm. and person on person crime had plummeted. Home invasion had plummeted after our outreaches we did in those areas because neighbor met their neighbor. Yes. And, and they started to protect one another. Oh, the real takeaway is we are not in this alone. We're not in our own herd alone and we're not in this collective hurt alone and if we choose to step out and reach out and and look up and those things that really can provide us hope what i hear is that you are you started there in that place of tragedy and loss and fought your way to triumph scott and that's exactly what this message and podcast is about and i i think during this holiday season like it can be very scary right because so many of us are feeling uh down and 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 worried and all of the things. But I think what I've heard from you is taking action and being consistent and believing in that hope is really going to help turn some of those tragedies to triumph, Scott. Absolutely. And, you know, we all suffer pain. We all suffer hurt. We all suffer loneliness. And if you allow that to consume you, you will never have victory in your life. But there's people that are hurting a whole lot more than we are. And they're just waiting for someone just to love on them. And, and notice on someone else, all that pain, all that hurt, that loneliness, that sense of abandonment or whatever, just diminishes yeah. because you've invested in the life of someone else and have made a difference in the life of someone else. There's no greater joy than that. You know, there, you know, God gives us great joy and he calls us all to serve and in serving is loving and meeting the needs of others. You know, God's method is always to bend, to use men and women to carry forth his word and his love. And that's what he wants us to do. And that's what we try to do. And we try to encourage, you know, folks to just to go find someone hurting and lonely today and just be a blessing in their life. Yeah. And watch what God will do. What a great call to action, Scott. I just appreciate your time today and your heartfelt message and sharing your own personal story as well. And those that are interested can look for Scott and his great organization. His website is the number two, thestreets.org. So to the streets.org, taking it to the street streets, 
Scotland Master. I want to thank you for just sharing your inspired hope today with us and giving us some tips and steps that we can take to pour into someone else's life this season and hopefully ease our pain and burden. Um, I really appreciate your time today, Scott. Well, thank you for allowing me to be here today and just to share my heart. You know, like I said, if, if you're hurting, you're alone, reach out and find someone and uh, speak in their life and watch that hurt and pain in your life diminish. Terrific.